What's good? Namaste, Bay. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing well. <clears throat> How is uh can you hear me clearly? Because I know last time we had um quality issues there. <laughs> yeah, no. I hear you perfectly clearly. I wish I would have started talking. This is the first time I've opened my mouth this morning, so my voice is a little raspy. like that was me a few minutes ago okay (laughs) well welcome back welcome back this is l boogie and the happy hood hippie this week we're going to be talking about shadow work on our podcast on namaste and enj so i have questions for you and if if you guys are listening you guys don't know what shadow work is Shadow work was a term um, coined by a Swiss psychiatrist. His name is Carl Jung. So he was known for his theories about the collective unconscious, the subconscious mind, consciousness. And in his psychology, the shadow refers to an unconscious aspect of your personality. And your consciousness creates your ego, and that's who you think you are. And most of the times, our shadows are who we really are, and it's what we ignore. So everything in us, you know, we have, most of us aren't really fully conscious. So our shadow is the unknown, excuse me, side of ourselves. Self-deception is generally the root of the shadow. So... It takes a lifetime for us to figure out who we are as people, and shadow work has done a tremendous thing for me and my healing because it allowed me to see the not-so-pleasant parts of myself, the parts I tried to deny, the parts I tried to act like wasn't there. I always looked at myself like, oh, I'm perfect Patty, and I can't do wrong. But once I started doing that shadow work, perfect Patty got blew out the water. I couldn't couldn't deny it. So (laughs) what... um, what was it that started your dive into shadow work? Um, you know what? Uh, just wanting to heal, mm-hmm. um, wanting to take a deeper, a deeper approach to healing. Um, I at first was not familiar with the term shadow work. It just to me, I realized that um, the need to sit fully in your truth, like mm-hmm. to really embrace things, because you know. Um, I was, you know, you don't realize that certain things um, can be abused. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will attribute to your shadow self because, you know, it's something that you're kind of, you're covering up and trying to hide so well that you fooled yourself. Yes. <laughs> you know, you don't even know, um, you know, just basically how much it's, it's affecting other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to sit wholeheartedly um, in, in all of my truths. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I can move forward. Yeah. Shadow work is the shadow work and self-reflection is truly in my mind, the beginning of emotional healing. I think of it as like spring cleaning for your mind. (laughs) You know, like when you do your shadow work, you really get in and clean all the debris and the unwanted thought processes out of your mind. And I feel like a lot of times, especially in childhood, shadow aspects, you know, you do something wrong and you were told, you know, don't do that. You can't do that. That's wrong. So you take that notion and you grow with it. So even very natural things, you know, you kind of repress them and hide them. And you always think to yourself like, oh, this is wrong. 
I can't do this. This is wrong. And you turned a blind eye. I always say, don't be blind to your bullshit. You know, don't be blind to your bullshit because what you resist persists. So let's say you are a thief. You steal a little bit here and there, but it's never a big amount of money. So you're not really a thief, you know, and then one day the opportunity presents itself to take a large amount of money and you take it and you run and your shadow side is you know you've always been a thief that's always been who you are but if you never acknowledge those things inside of yourself you see how they can grow into a larger problem so did you do any journaling with your shadow work what did you do to really address the subconscious issues um I did a lot of uh, recording um one of the methods that I like to use just to make deep uh, self-reflection a little bit more visual mm-hmm. is recording. So um, anytime that I had, um, because you know, like how you speak of, like you stole something small mm-hmm. um, and now it, it becomes bigger. Um, the other side of that shadow work is, um, den- you know, you denying yourself, crying mm-hmm. to yourself about something small. Mm-hmm. And um, it turns bigger, bigger because you're operating. Um, out of it. So I did a lot of video recording. Um, I could just have like a moment where, because uh, I, I call it, they play peekaboo with you, basically, mm-hmm. stuff that you leave unaddressed. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, I'm still here. Right. I'm going to mess with you. So I would record myself. I would literally just record myself talking. Um, and sometimes I would forget about the recording and I could go back and I could look at my own eyes and my own self. I could observe myself mm-hmm. and um, I was able to kind of see the pain. I was able to see the denial just by the words I chose and expressing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, videoing, it made me a lot more freer um, because I realized because sometimes when you write in a journal, you know, you can um, you, you're not as free mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um just kind of you know put or at least that's how I was with journaling I I used to journal every single thing um and I found video recording to be more of a a true tell of history because you can actually see you can see yourself in that moment and if you've grown some when you go back it's a joyous thing like be like ah I let that go I'm, I'm I'm healing yeah and for me journaling is transformative because I bear it all I'm kind of like the boss to the wall, all, all out there person person anyway. Like with my feelings, with my emotions, I'm expressive. Like I am who I am, love me or leave me. You know, like, hey, this is me. So with the journaling, I really just got to get out there and write my feelings and express myself and my inner work, inner workings and really go back and read it. And once I went back and read it, read it, I was able to analyze like my choice of words. That was something that I noticed too. Like, I wonder why I chose to write those words. I wonder why I felt that way. And really seeing the words on paper and getting super analytical for whatever reason helped me so much because it allowed me to pinpoint things because it would be like my journaling would go like this. Like I would break it down. Here's a, here's an example of my journaling breakdown. I would write, um, I'm jealous. I'm jealous because I feel threatened by, I'm jealous of my partner and I'm jealous that my partner will leave me because I feel threatened by this beautiful woman. So then it was like, well, why do I feel threatened by a beautiful woman? I feel threatened by this beautiful woman because I don't feel worthy. Okay. Why don't I feel worthy? 
I don't feel worthy because I don't feel like I deserve my partner. Like I really had to break things down to really see the subconscious makings of my mind. And once I got down to the smallest issue of worthiness, like I don't feel worthy because I was shown that I'm not worthy because I'm not perfect. Once I got down to that, it was just like the biggest relief. And then every issue became something that I can break down and bite-size understandable pieces. And it's so interesting to me how the brain works and the subconscious and the conscious mind work together. The conscious mind, your ego works to keep you fooled completely. Like your ego does not want you to address your shadow. It's a, it's a protection mechanism. It wants to protect you from everything that's going to hurt you or infringe on what you think you are, not what you actually are, what you think you are. So it's going to block out any form of negativity, even if it's beneficial, even if it's not necessarily negative. If what your, if what you, if the information you get is not coinciding with what your ego says you are, then it results in cognitive dissonance. So that is like basically you self-destructed. Like, <laughs> like my brain is blowing yeah, we up. have enough of that in the world with with all of the false ideologies we're given we're already suffering mm-hmm. from social dissonance mm-hmm. so it's like once we do it to ourselves, it's like you know it's it's a lot to uncover yeah and and the journaling has been the most transformative to me because it really allowed me to uncover uncover why I have these issues in partnerships why do I have these issues in friendships Why don't I behave in this certain way? And once I got down to the nitty gritty and really addressed the core issues of the shadow, once I embraced it and said, this is me, you know, like I said in the other video or the other interview, I consider myself to be a good person. But the reality is, is reality is dual. Duality is in everybody. So just because you have a shadow, that don't mean you a bad person. You know, just because you made a mistake here or there, that means you're human. The nature of humanity is dual. Polarity. Left, right, good, bad, yin and yang. We are all these things. So once you integrate that shadow a little bit and really come in with yourself and say, okay, I recognize these qualities in me. And although they aren't the best, I can acknowledge that they're here by also working to be better, you'll be so much better off once I came to that realization. It kind of lifted a weight off my shoulders and it in turn made me better. So journaling was my number one thing. What what other tools did you use to address your shadow? Because you got to attack it from every angle. <laughs> right, right, definitely. Um, Attacking the shadow. Let's see. Um, I think I, I already mentioned just kind of sitting in my truth, you know, not running from things mm-hmm. um, and not denying myself, you know, just kind of calling all of my power back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, one of the biggest things that helped me to come into grips with my shadow side was um, controlling what goes in and out of my mouth, mm. um, meaning by s- slowing down and paying attention to what I'm eating and how I'm eating because mm-hmm. my eating was um, was a, an example of unresolved issues mm-hmm. or you know things like that and then what goes what goes out of my mouth what am I saying mm-hmm. like what am I literally saying so slowing down enough to pay attention to those uh, two things um, gave me a stronger discipline mm-hmm. um, with myself like you know because you got to be 
you it's 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 it comes down to the food too. You mm-hmm. know, you can pick up and eat things, you can drink whatever you want to drink. Um, when you're upset and we feel like that's okay. Like we all mm-hmm. have like little kids flipping out and uh you know, going to eat inside of us. Yeah, and that's something really to soothe, from- to self-soothe. Yeah. yeah. And you and we learn that as kids, because if you think about it, you have a parent, you have a baby right now that's that's hollering and crying. You mm-hmm. need them to be quiet right at the moment. They're not necessarily hungry, but you're gonna give them something to put in their mouth because mm-hmm. you know it's gonna buy you some time. You're starting a habit yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. But um just slowing down and controlling what goes in and comes out of my mouth. I was being more um, conscious and self-aware you know on like you said multiple multiple areas multiple levels yeah slowing down food was definitely a big um a big deal for me too and I struggled with food but there came a point in my life where I couldn't eat I couldn't use food as my emotional um mechanism to feel better yeah exactly it couldn't be I couldn't emotionally eat no more so I had to figure out like okay what's going on with all these unresolved feelings and emotions so meditation helped a lot meditation helped me so much it was so transformative because as soon as I would meditate and I would always go in the sun do some meditation do some sun gazing everything made complete sense complete sense it was like things that I couldn't figure out for the longest time just it just came to me with such clarity um smoked a little weed that helped as well I'm gonna be honest with you for whatever reason whatever reason people give marijuana a bad a bad rap but when I would smoke marijuana it would help me have so much clarity with everything, yeah. like I would be able to write a complete business plan. I would write business plans, write my grocery list, clean my house, get my kids, get my kids together for the week. Like it would keep me hyper focused and it would always bring me back to a point of centering and love too. That's another thing because yeah. um, my ego is a part of my shadow that I have to constantly reprogram. And if you guys listen to the other podcast, you know that I have. I am working through issues with my emotions involving like my programming from childhood, me being a naturally super soft person and also being told constantly and being criticized that that super soft person is not what you should be and it's not good enough. So I constantly battle with being my authentic sweet self and with being like the Debo persona that I tried to adopt to survive in this world as an empath, you know, so. Right. Weed would always help me to come back to that soft, sensitive person who I naturally am. I kind of joke and I'm saying like I'm 100% myself when I'm high. Just like the natural, soft, sweet (laughs) innocence because it would revert everything back to love. And it would just help me to be more compassionate with the people in my life. And I also started to see them as mirrors. Did you... Did you experience that seeing the people in your life as mirrors once you started like your spiritual journey and started doing your shadow work? Yes, definitely. Um, and let me agree with you too on the marijuana. Like um, edibles were a huge part of this for me, um, huge part of sitting in my truth and things like that. Because as you know, marijuana kind of resonates at the acceptance mm-hmm. vibe in between acceptance and love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it does get you to relax and kind of see things um, a lot more clearer. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I was able to see as a mirror, um, you know, as I, because you do get your own re- reflection in other people mm-hmm. a lot, um, was my stubbornness. Um, mm-hmm. I had no idea how stubborn I was. I had <laughs> no 
idea. If you told me I was stubborn, I would be like, you just don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) What are you even looking at? I am the most caring (laughs) and loving person in the world. I am an angel. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I was able to start seeing my stubbornness and and how much of a block I was causing myself just from my own stubbornness Mm -hmm. um, and other people. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm thank you got to be thankful to people who allow you to see Ooh, the reflection. Yes. Too. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I recognize everybody now as my mirror and I can tell when I'm getting out of control. I can tell when I need to do some deeper healing or I need to change my healing modalities because I'll see too much of one thing and too many people. So it's like, okay, Amber, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself and, and figure out exactly what's going on. Um, you said yours was stubborn. Mine was ego, a little stubbornness, but more so, I don't want to say, hmm, it's very strange with me because I, I guess it's, I guess it's ego. Cause like, I would notice that people that I love when I love you and care for you, I will literally do anything for you, like without a shadow of a doubt. But because I do have like a love that I would say is unconventional because not a lot of people love like that, I would expect to receive that love back. And when I could not or did not receive that love back, not because I wasn't worthy of it, but because the people weren't capable of it, you know, like not everybody can do that. I would go off. I would go crazy. And that's something that I started to notice in people close to me, like really good, genuine, good natured people going off on people because they weren't um, giving them because they weren't receiving the same love that they were giving out, but and lashing out crazy. Oh, my mouth. I praise. I'm praising the creator, God universe for wisdom because my mouth can get out of control. And like I said, so many things to people that I wish that I could take back when I was operating from a lower frequency and lower vibrations. And then I would be so oblivious to it because it's like, well, they did this to me, so I should be able to say anything. But it's like, now that I'm not operating in that shadow, it's like, they did this to you and it probably hurts you more because you were empath. So you resonated very deeply with this pain and you said some things to them. That's true that they're not even cognizant of in their own life. So it's like you didn't dissect it. People's life all out in the open and they have no awareness of what you're saying. And now they got to go home and think about this. And now they're going to figure this out about their own life and be crushed. You know <laughs> You could have possibly hurt, really hurt some feelings on a deep level. Yeah. I, you know, I wished I could have been the lash outer because, like, I was internalizing every single thing, you know? Like, I would just internalize it. I would be so upset that the person could be this way. Like, I, I would have, you know, mm-hmm. very few words, but it would never be what I wanted to say yeah. or <laughs> what I needed to say. So I would have to carry that home with me and internalize it. And then, you know, it'd come out in the spending habits or the food or, oh. you know, now I'm just quiet. My stubborn quietness is like, fuck it. I ain't got to fuck with you at all. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. and that's, <laughs> that's a, that is, you know, not healthy because a lot of things, you know, you can grow from addressing it properly. Yeah. No. And, and honestly, I'm stubborn too. And again, that's something that I don't realize that because I would, I would go off and to prevent myself from going off, I would get into the stubborn mode and then be like, yeah, 
fucking with you. So I would just like abandon people. Like literally, this is something that I'm still working on. I could love you to death, think about you every day, all day, and not talk to you at all. Like literally be like, fuck them. You know, and that's something, <laughs> something that I'm working on. And one of my girlfriends told me she was like a few of my friends and even one of my male friends was like do you want to be right or do you want to be happy like is it that deep like Mm -hmm. and then I realized like something in my shadow is very very a part of me is very strong it's it's very strange the duality Mm -hmm. in my personality how I can be so soft and then so tough I don't even understand it in myself but it's definitely one of the shadow aspects of myself that I'm learning to work with and work through because I'm realizing in all our partnerships and in interpersonal relationships in life, you can't just run. Like if somebody piss you off, you can't just be like, fuck you, I'm out, you know? And I'm right. I'm good no, no. for being like, I'm going to put you on time out for two Do years. Yeah. <laughs> and then I will be your friend again. And me being um, me being the person that I am, like most people in my life just adopted that. Most people in my life was like, okay, well, she's tripping and then we can come back and be cool. Because I think people can see, you know, I'm genuine and sincere and I have my own personal issues, but I learned that that's not right. <laughs> It's not, listen, my stubbornness is so hardcore that I won't even think about you in a day. And it's not that I'm mean or anything like that. It's just that I have a deep programming that I really had to work on to where when I cut, when I cut you off or I revoked your access, that that's just what it was. Like I didn't have, and I felt like I was forced to it. In a lot of cases, Mm -hmm. you know, I was because I'm slow very slow to anger like mm-hmm. you can make me mad and I'll look the other way two three four times That's and it's about too. the fifth time I'm just like fuck it like I got I didn't collected enough information that I really didn't address our approach with the person mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like fuck you you yeah. know yeah so, I'm very slow to anger too but that's another side that I found out was my shadow self I'm slow to anger because I was always afraid of getting in trouble as a child. So I would be slow to speaking up and speaking my truth and being authentic because I would be scared that it would be some sort of repercussion from whoever I was speaking up against. So what I would do was let these issues pile up and not say nothing and or say it in a very gentle way, very, very gentle way to where it's like the other person possibly isn't taking it as seriously until I explode on your ass and go 5150 and then it's like you're a psycho where did this come from you know but it's like I've been telling you very subtly but again that's part of my shadow that I had to work to address and what I did to address that is just start speaking out saying no I don't like this nope mm -mm, I don't agree no you did wrong and for me, that was one of the hardest and the most scary things to speak up and advocate for myself. But yeah, it definitely all kind of anxiety around that whole speak up moment. I probably sweated and fainted ten times <laughs> just in the course of getting ready to <laughs> open my mouth. Yeah. But now it's like uh, I'm not holding that. Oh. I am not holding that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I've learned to be a lot more wise with my words. And I also learned that having forgiveness and compa- compassion is like accepting the po- apology you're never going to get. And that's something that's so hard for me because I'm I'm easy to apologize. Like 
I may be wrong at certain things, but once I see that I'm wrong, I'm going to be like, man, you know, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have did that. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. But I think a lot of people haven't made it to that level of awareness yet. I noticed that apologizing is hard for a lot of people. And for me, a part of my shadow aspect was trying to hold people accountable and be like, nah, fam, you going to apologize. Like, you're going to say sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, apologies are definitely necessary and being open to the fact that you may not receive apologies and things like that. So I think a huge part of of shadow working is being able to um, address the issues, sometimes not necessarily taking them to other people, Mm -hmm. but, you know, because some people just aren't ready to do that type of work and Mm -hmm. aren't in a place where you are. Mm -hmm. Um, So really just you know, kind of forgiving yourself. Like I, I think in everything, taking accountability, accountability for your part and um, being okay with moving on without getting that apology, without, um, you know what I mean? Getting into a full on um, altercation with someone just mm-hmm. over something that they may not have seen the way that you saw it. And that is something that I'm still working through. That's something that I'm working through now. I have people in my life and I'm trying to cultivate a better relationship and move forward on certain things. But it's like you take some space, you take some distance and then they come back and it's like, okay, let's be friends again. And and for me, because I am such a like get to the root of the problem, the root of the situation type of person, it's like, I can't just be your friend and act like all of this shit never existed you know like we can't just come and like go shopping now and be girlfriends and put on makeup like like we just didn't shoot at each other last week at the grocery store parking lot you know (laughs) but and then the the other thing is not all forgiveness uh results in a relationship you know forgiveness is not stupidity Yes, it's it's not allowing yourself to be walked over and turning the other cheek like that is really not what forgiveness looks like. That's true. Um, That's definitely right. Because I think I I had the wrong definition or understanding of forgiveness for a long time there. Um, and you know, because just because you've healed and moved forward does not mean that that other person has healed and moved forward in all in all cases. So, and that's something that I'm learning. That's something that I'm learning and something that's hard for me to digest. I, I realize it's like I've healed and moved forward and I can have a conversation. You, I think you just helped me to loop something. I'm like, you just unraveled another layer in my mind. I've healed and moved forward and I'm able to view something from a certain standpoint and view it more objectively and say, okay, well, this this happened. It's not good or bad. It's cool. Whatever. Girl, let's just be cool. But um, I guess exactly what you said, if your girlfriend ain't willing to see the mistakes that she made, then you can't do nothing about it. I get it. There's no, you can't, you know, and, and you can't beat yourself up about it. I yeah. think with all things, you just give it time. Um, I have a lot of, a huge respect for time because you never know what they're going through in their life yeah. or what they will, you know, going forward, um, yeah. that transition scare thought process. And, um, you know, you, and you know it when you see it, like I did a lot of, uh, seeing the potential in a p- apology, seeing the yeah. a potential in a, healed friendship and relationship like no ooh, ooh, yeah friendships especially yeah. um <laughs> you know no 
you know, she gets it, she sees it, we're gonna be friends. Like I, I did a lot of just creating what I needed to continue. Yeah. And that's not okay. Yeah. Like that is not okay. You further walk yourself into um some sort of destructive, dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. Um, and I literally have friendships that I thought that I would that would last a lifetime. And now that you know we're at a place that we're not friends, it's it's hard. Cause to me it's like, okay, so do I forgive her and let her back into my life? Or do I just forgive her from a distance and be like, Hey, okay, cool. I don't I can't have a friendship with you. It's ve- it's a very difficult like being to kind of walk. Right. It is. It is. I I actually have a friendship um, that, you know, we still say happy born day to each other and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. We were best friends for a long time. I'm talking finish each other's sentences. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we know, I know what she's thinking, what she likes. Like, we could just sit and sound like some old lady sitting on the porch knitting. Like, y'all golden girl. (laughs) <laughs> right you could not tell me that she was not gonna be around for my 89th birthday <laughs> like, you know um and that the parting in that relationship and just looking back at it all it's I realized that you know I was in the process of sitting in a lot of my truths and for her um she didn't want to accept a lot of things and didn't want me to know a lot of things and uh, I guess without getting deep into it it just caused a break in a relationship mm-hmm. and um it was like breaking up with my first love like I'm oh. talking not <laughs> <laughs> you know I can only imagine I can only imagine no I understand right. I find it that was- doing the oh I'm sorry go no, go ahead. Go ahead. I found that doing my shadow work and acknowledging my own truth made me want everybody to acknowledge their own truth too. Yes. And that's something <laughs> that we can't, that's something that we can't force. You can't force people can't to acknowledge. It. But it's <laughs> something in me was like, <laughs> I did this and I'm not handling my own. I can't tolerate my own bullshit. So I can't tolerate yours too. So it's like either you go get it together right. and we're going to send together or we can't work it out but but it's terrible because shadow work is a is a very painful process um Eckhart Tolle talks about the dark night of the soul when you have your spiritual awakening and you depressed and you going through it and you sad and you don't know why and I think it's because those shadows I this is my personal belief is that your shadows have come up to review it's like the mirror is in front of you and you can't deny all of these aspects about yourself that you've been running from. So either you're going to grow through this pain and you're going to transmute them or you're going to continue to run and pretend nothing is happening. Transmuting. Um, I find that, look, you know, once you really get into that self-observation, like we've already talked about observing those thoughts and things that come up, we're journaling, um, you know, once you really start to get into it, I found that looking at myself um, with the, I called it four different eyes, right? Mm-hmm. You got your inner child, mm-hmm. you got your ego, um, you got your higher self. And um, what is the other one? Oh, can you hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you now. We said okay. the inner child, the ego. So you got Hello, El Buggy. We got disconnected. I have no idea why, but you were saying something great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about. Um, uh, so, um, 
once we get into the once you stepped into self-observation and you're starting to see like you know these parts of your shadow and your other side and, and you're able to separate you know what's your inner child speaking what's your what's your ego speaking what's your subconscious speaking and then there's higher self mm. and yeah. so yeah I, I started to find um humor whenever my inner child would try to act up you know because you've got to see it to fix it yes um so, and even my ego, like, I, and I, and just like we talked about kind of karate chopping those negative thoughts, like every mm-hmm. time you have one, just kind of intercepting it with another positive or placing a positive thought there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really literally like, sit down, ego. Yeah. Down, ego. Like, no, I, I see you. But, and not mm-hmm. only that, acknowledging what your ego is speaking up about, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not always, it's not completely bad. It's something mm-hmm. that you need to consider. Um, it is, but also know when to, to make sure that ego is taking a seat, um, mm-hmm. and inner child. And once I started seeing myself, you know, through these different lenses, um, mm-hmm. it just gave me the room to, to really kind of work through it. It mm-hmm. gave me to, just like you would see any other child, um, you know, outside and you can kind of see that they need a little help. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me the room to see myself like that. Mm-hmm. And to start to apply the love that I would give someone else that I mm-hmm. truly love to myself. Um, and that, and I think that this is why, like how you said, I love the way that you journal. I think that you should definitely outline that for us because mm-hmm. you left no room for, um, you know, being able to make it sound less painful or yeah. sound yeah. less. <laughs> yeah. For me, for me, I had, I, I love that you said you identified the ego, the higher self, the conscious mind. I did the exact same thing and I would have the exact same four-way conversation. <laughs> and it would be like, I, I kind of made them characters in the Amber movie of life. So I could see what's going on. Cause I, I noticed it. So for me personally, my ego is always like super prideful. Like, yeah. When I'm speaking from evil, is uh, ego is always like, yeah, because I deserve better than this, because I'm this and I'm that. It's always like super, I'm not, super puffed I'm up. And proud. I'm from Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> I just look like this. <laughs> right. It's always a super like proud and prideful. That's how I know when I'm working from ego. How I learned for myself when I'm working from my inner child. My inner child is very bratty. My inner child is like, I want what I want when I want it. And I want it now. And my inner child is who often speaks out and says the wrong thing. My inner child is who would have those temper tantrums when I wouldn't get what I want when I want it. And my higher self is what I connect to the most. Was awesome. Was awesome and also interesting to me is that I feel like my natural essence and personality is is the most like my higher self just like very like it's cool you know it's good take the high road everything's gonna be okay and then my conscious mind is always trying to figure out the functioning of it all my conscious mind is always like is that childhood programming that you're going through is that why you're behaving that way why 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 are you doing it like this so it would be me constantly analyzing myself in so many different situations to where I would be able to predict my pattern and also I would be able to connect to my higher self and do what's in my my highest and greatest good without feeling guilty about it, without hurting other people, 
without feeling like I'm doing the wrong thing. And I love that she would have those conversations because I did that. And I just thought, okay, girl, you a little cray cray, but you know, you ain't the only one. <laughs> so. well, that's, that's why seeing your, that's, you got to see the pattern to break the cycle. This is where you get into cycle breaking of, uh, of emotional habits and thought mm-hmm. processes. Like you've got to see it. So if it's, you know, journaling every day. Um, I really highly recommend snapping a picture, recording a 10 second video. Mm-hmm. It's something you can apply into your calendar. Um, and, yeah. and you can kind of log and see like why, because yeah. sometimes you, you get a little bit more emotional during a certain time and it's your mm-hmm. hormones acting up. And you don't even realize, yeah. And you don't realize it, and you need to give yourself a little bit more nutritional support around these times to avoid just the hormonal reaction, so you can mm. get to feeling the real with the real, real, with the real issue, the chemical it, imbalances. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. But um, that you know, putting eyes on yourself, like I just, I'm telling you, um, mirror gazing, mm-hmm. a lot of um, staring uh, into my eyes in the mirror, like you got, you know, because these are things that you're running from. Mm-hmm. You may look in the mirror sometime and long enough to get dressed, but when's the last time you looked yourself in the eyes, you know, like you yeah. would somebody you're trying to put the moves on, like you got to <laughs> get <laughs> into the self-love of it all. And um, I, I could see for, I was seeing pain in my eyes for mm-hmm. a long time, you know? Um, and it's like now when I get to my reflection, I can see the love in my eyes and I can see why people are drawn to me because I'm mm-hmm. drawn to myself. Yes, I feel the same way. And about <laughs> that journal exercise that I was talking about earlier, just to piggyback, that is very deep and intense. And I would suggest you do that. I did that and I got so deep because I was really trying to heal. I noticed patterns in myself, patterns in, in every aspect of my life that I wanted to change. And I said, in order for me to change these patterns, I really have to take a look at the things about myself that I don't like. And we all have insecurities. We all have problems. But um, I got honest with myself, like really, really honest. And it was like nothing that anybody does outside of you is because of you. So when someone did something to hurt me and I'll be like, you made me feel like this. I took them out of the equation and it was always, I got hurt in this situation. Why did this situation hurt me? Why do I feel like that's a reflection of me? Do I place my worth and value on what this person thinks about me? Why is my worth and value placed outwardly? You know, like I really went down the line to analyze deeply what was going on and the root of the problem. I know y'all probably think I'm crazy. The root of the problem is always childhood always without always always childhood the first seven years of your life program who you are going to be as a person consciously and subconsciously so depending on the type of childhood you had all these subconscious and conscious lessons that you learned you are either acting them out to replay your inner child wounding that you got when you were a child because that's what's comfortable for you and that's what you need to survive. You're in survival mode and you're just constantly playing the, the new things if you're acting out of unawareness or you are consciously aware of how those things affected you and you're actively trying to change them. But once I got to that, the problem with everybody else ceased. Like once I did that deep journaling, I did do a little mirror work. 
but I am hella goofy if y'all know me personally. So it's like mirror work works for me, but I would be hecka dancing and twerking in the mirror too. And I'm like, you are supposed to be being deep right now. Like stop. No, all of that, all of that. Like, cause, because it's, you know what? That is, it's just like falling in love with yourself. Oh yes. You know what? <laughs> I actually did an exercise where I would, I would be naked because um, I lost a lot of weight and for whatever reason, now that I've been a, a bigger person and I've been a small person, but I was a lot more comfortable with my body as a bigger person. I, I never felt the need to hide my body when I was bigger. Never felt like I wanted to cover up. Now I'll be like, give me a sweatshirt and a blanket. <laughs> but what I did in exercise to really help me confront that, because that was a shadow aspect too. Um, just to explain the shadow aspects they look in our real life like normal insecurities and problems and we don't even realize that they have deeper connections to our innermost thoughts about ourselves so what I would do was look in the mirror and kind of dance naked and listen to my music and be like you're beautiful you know you beautiful you happy no booty no hair I don't care you look great and I laugh about it and I did it to where I started to really feel this way and it was just like hey you know like I'm feeling good I am beautiful. I am great. And it really helped me to see that my value is not placed on my physical appearance. I grew up, um, I grew up with it being instilled in me that the way you look is the most important about you. And me being this intellectual person is like, okay, granted, I think of myself as a pretty attractive person, like, as should everybody think of themselves. But that's not who I am. Looks aren't what I'm made of. But to be projected to be that forever and then your looks drastically change seemingly overnight it kind of shakes up your foundation a bit it shakes up who you are and who you thought you are a bit and it, it I had to go deep within myself and say okay let's figure let's figure this out we not a big bushel of curly hair we not big pretty brown eyes we not we're not this body you know like who are you really and once you get down to those things, you find what's important to you. What do you stand for? What are your morals? What are your principles? What do you agree with? What don't you agree with? And those are the things that a lot of people don't know. A lot of us just go along with what we've been taught, what, what everybody think is cool. And until you address your shadow on a deep level, that's how you're going to be. Whatever society says is cool. Whatever your family, your friends. Yep. You're just going to be a puppet, never truly experiencing life and yourself. You know, robbing your loved ones mm-hmm. of real interaction. Yeah, you just you you will just be a puppet mm-hmm. and living up to what looks good and happy to everyone else, yeah. and never really discovering your real true what truly mm-hmm. makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. I also with my shadow work, I asked people who are close to me. I talked a lot to my best friend because I love to cultivate genuine relationships with people that's gonna keep it real with me. I'm not the person that needs, um, when I was acting out of my ego, I valued yes people a lot more than I value them now. Now, I know that a yes person doesn't really have value in my life because I need someone who's confident enough in themselves to speak their mind, number one, and confident enough in our relationship to know that they can say what they need to say and that it ain't going to shake nothing, you know? So, right. Those are valuable friends. Those are valuable friends, the ones who keep keep it real with you tell yeah. you the truth there this is what they're seeing this is yeah. what they're following you before mm-hmm. yes yeah that they, they are very valuable 
but society society right now I feel like as a whole tries to get you from knowing anything about the inner workings of yourself they try to keep you distracted from you as much as possible with everything no focus on you no focus on emotional well-being spiritual wholeness any kind of any kind of fulfillment within yourself you know no focus on that so no everything's a distraction everything's a distraction distracted out here Easy. All you gotta do is turn that TV on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? It's down to the there. It's gotten into the desires. Like you think mm-hmm. you want something because every it's gonna look good to everybody else, and mm-hmm. you know, I get passions and efforts to that, and it's not really a part of you. That is the craziest thing. You be putting all your passions and efforts to something, and then you realize that you don't even really want that, like, and you didn't even know. You just don't want to lose or you want to keep up a certain persona. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Oh, so, yeah. You know, away from that, because that just leads to so many unfulfilling dead end roads. Like, yeah. it really does. But, yeah. Yeah. I think I started doing a lot of shadow work, too, because of just wanting to connect back to my passions. You mm-hmm. know, because I was in, the, in that area of, um, you know, like, what am I? I don't even really know what I'm passionate about anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I was I was pulling back layers like trying to figure it out and it definitely did take you know getting Mm -hmm. back into childhood healing Mm -hmm. you know get connected to my true authentic self yeah that the childhood healing is really it's the most important thing that you could do for yourself it's the most important thing and I also think that is probably the most painful thing the most painful thing you'll ever do in your life but it's the most transformative because once you get in I think about it like an infection like you got an infection in your arm you got to clean that pus out before it heals you got to clean the pus out you got to let it drain before it heals and a lot of us are just walking a a internal gunky pus yucky stuff not healed and you think if you if you don't confront it it's gonna go away and it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse and what we both know especially in regards to holistic health your emotions are what cause sickness your emotions combined with low vibrational foods, combined with um, toxic thought patternings, all of these are the things that cause sickness. Yes, they literally cause a physical sickness in yeah. your body. Yeah. So yeah. they cause physical illness in your body. And if you if you woke woke, if you stay woke, that's part of the reason why we're we're so distracted. You know, like yeah. The pharmacy industry is a, a multi-billion dollar industry for a reason. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So heal, 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 do shadow work. What other things would you suggest? I know you said you did some sun gazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of sun gazing, fasting. Um, mm-hmm. That, you know, gets down uh, to, to that root, root work. Um, being patient with yourself. And yeah. others like really be patient be open to new information um you know allow a uh, really allow because the universe will work with you like as you step mm-hmm. into work really allow it like open yourself up to the messages you know mm-hmm. to, yeah and, and really just being patient with yourself because it, there are moments where you really could look like like a bat out of hell mm-hmm. <laughs> you, could, you could feel like it, but it's rewarding along the way like I, I think it's great to say that like I, I just feel like it's levels to it 
Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and I, each yeah. one has its own reward. Like, as mm-hmm. you keep renewing yourself, you're growing stronger. Um, yeah. Right. And it did. So, what did, yeah, being patient. I, I be patient with yourself and others. The mm-hmm. others because other people are going through healing um, trauma mm-hmm. and things themselves. And they may not be uh, available to you like you think that they are. Yeah. And forgive yourself forgiveness of forgiveness is hard for me on both ends I realized and I never thought that I never knew that this was a part of my shadow but forgiveness is something that's really really hard for me but it's hard for me to forgive others because it's really hard for me to forgive myself so be patient with yourself none of the things that happen to you are a reflection of you everything is working from their own personal traumas their own personal issues and none of it has anything to do with you none of it And if you feel like something that somebody else outside of you did is affecting you in a certain way, you got to go back and research, do some shadow work and research that inner programming and see why do I feel so affected by this? What does this remind me of? Does this feel familiar in my body? You know, because our bodies hold on to tension and stress and trauma too. You can find yourself in a situation, high anxiety situations because You're used to high anxiety situations. So even though this is something uncomfortable and a pattern you like to close out, you keep getting yourself back into them and you don't know why. Right. Yeah, that's that cycle. Yeah. And look, we already spoke to basically how to get eyes, observing yourself Mm -hmm. into that cycle so you can break the patterns. Uh, Yeah. 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 And if you can't observe yourself, trust your your trusted people. Your trusted people. I know... Everybody know they got somebody on their team that's going to keep it all the way real. Definitely. Yeah. Talk to the person that's going to keep it all the way real because those people are way more valuable in your life than the people that's just going to blow sunshine up your butt. I know the sunshine up your butt feels good, but it ain't what you need. It might be what you want, but it ain't what you need. No, it's not. And you're going to have sunshine blowing up your butt. Like you eventually want to get to the point. You're producing your own sunshine <laughs> coming out your ass. Yes. 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 That's the benefits of that's the benefits of shadow work. So it's like you gotta go into the depths so you can reach the heights. That is the reason why you're doing this because once you bring all of this up to review so that it can heal, you will feel so much better. Once you clean out that infective wound inside your soul and get all that nasty stuff out you will feel so much better. Then you'll be able to heal. And then we already talked about vibrations and frequency. Once you're on a more healed vibration, you're going to attract more healed and whole people. And this results in more fulfilling relationships and partnerships and friendships. Then that results in a more fulfilled life. Like it's really, really serious. And it don't seem serious because you don't know like a lot of people are doing it. But the people who take the time to do it are the ones who have literally radically transform their lives like you hear the story about like people who were using drugs for several years and then they stopped using drugs and they clean and they got a whole full success story of their life that's what it looks like somebody doing the work going in inside of themselves and figure out the cause because drugs are the symptoms they'll never be the cause it's like well why did I have this addiction to this drug why did I move this way Oh, because I was running from them problems. Going in, healing the problems, choosing to address them, being committed to themselves, 
you can change and transform your life. And that's the most important thing to me is I'm constantly committed to my growth, despite what it looks like to other people, despite who it makes uncomfortable, despite who doesn't understand it. Be committed to your personal growth. Yeah, you got to be committed to self. Yeah, because that's what it's all about. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's all about. So you're taking control and, and accountability for yourself so that you can take control of your Because if you stay in the victim state too, like, because I know that we could be talking to a lot of people who were victimized. Um, yeah. Stay in the victim state, that's going to keep your vibration low and that's putting your healing and you're moving on in somebody else's hands. And that's the last thing that you want to do. So, yeah. that's, you know, to the root of it, uh, seeing what what patterns or behaviors that you learn to even get to that area is very healing. Um, and really do it, it all boils down to self. Yes. It all boils down to self and in victim consciousness. I talked about that too, on another podcast episode, victim consciousness is so sneaky because even if you were victimized, you feel like it's, it's justifiable for you to feel that way. And technically it is, but if you really want to manifest and get to the best blessings and the best life that you can have, you got to let that lower vibrational stuff go. All of it. Because everything is just energy. It's just frequency. So if you stay stuck in that, you'll never get to live the life you want to get. You'll never get what you deserve because you're going to be on a, a fear-based, I'm sad, I'm a victim frequency. And it's so serious. Like, it sounds so it sounds so small to me now because I understand but at one point I was like frequency and energy and vibration like what is this I don't get it you know like but now that I could see the effects of me changing my frequency in my life see me cultivating relationships everybody in my life right now is amazing and all of these people just came into my life randomly and I've cultivated relationships with amazing people and I've earned these people. I've earned these amazing, genuine souls because I work to make myself an amazing, genuine soul. So, like attracts like, y'all. If that's what you want in your life, go out there and get it. We're going to wrap this episode up. Is there anything else you need to, you want to say? You want to expound on? Uh, no, I think we touched it all. I do. Yeah, I think we touched it all. A good shadow work breakdown basis. You know, me and El Buggy, I love it. I can have you on the episode every week. <laughs> Talk about something. It's rare. It's rare that you find someone who vibrates on your frequency and understands because a lot of people don't get it. So I'm just happy. Thank you. It is a joy and a pleasure as usual to sit and speak with you and um, everybody check out shadow work. They even have shadow work prompts. I found some internet um, shadow work prompts, some journal prompts. You can Google it. We got the Google schmoogle. Like it's the age of Aquarius. You can find anything right now. Like, as long as you're committed, as long as you're committed to your growth and you really want to be better, you can. So get out there and do it. Now's the time. The right? future is not guaranteed. We don't know what's we don't know what's happening and what's to come. So thank you, L Buggy with Leo Movement. I hope y'all did what I asked and checked out Leo Movement on Instagram and LeoMovement.com and got your awesome crystals because I for sure been rocking mine every day and I'm going to continue to and also order some more. It's been a pleasure and we will speak with you soon. This has been the Shadow Work episode of Namaste and E&J. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.